That is such, still giving That is such an intense like intro. You're like, man, how do you how do you come up after that one? You're like, Peter. Anyway, uh, <laughs> well, like I mentioned a couple minutes ago, my name is Donnie. I'm the next gen pastor here, and every once in a while, Pastor Todd goes to where it's sunny, and he says, "Hey, you do it." So, um, so no, he, uh, oh man, he's probably watching. So, um, so I, he gave me the opportunity to to, to um, preach today, and I'm very humbled and thankful for it. Um, before we get started, though, uh, a couple things. <clears throat> we have a new student in our ministry, and she has been going through a really hard medical season, a real medical moment right now, and she just texted me, um, and uh, she said, hey, at 11 o'clock, I'm going to be watching. Would you pray for me? So would you guys would you guys join me real quick and pray for Summer? Would that be cool? All right, God, we just pray for Summer right now. And Lord, I know that her family is watching with you right now, with her right now. So Jesus, let's pray that you would touch her body. Holy Spirit, you know what is going on. So God, we call on you to just touch her body. She loves you with all of her heart. God, heal her completely. Let the doctors be baffled and have no answers. And now, Lord, I pray in faith as she goes back for results, that she will speak your name in, in, in confidence that you would use this for your glory in her life. In Jesus' name, amen. Cool. All right, Sarah, I know you're watching. We, well, Sarah's upstairs doing kids' church. Summer, I know you're watching. Uh, we love you, and we can't wait for you to get back. Um, also, something else, just, uh, you know, during worship this morning, um, in God's presence, I just, the Lord showed me, some of us in here, as we were worshiping, like, like there was dust on our shoulders. And as you started to raise your hands and lift them to praise, like the dust was like being shaken off of you. Maybe you're watching online this morning, and maybe that's for you. You're like, you just, you're starting fresh. You're starting new. It's like spring cleaning almost. I don't know. Maybe that was for you this morning. I just wanted you to hear that. That God sees you worshiping, and it's not like this struggle to get back to where you need to go. God's like, I'm brushing it off. Let's move forward. So anyway, I just, wanted, I just felt like I needed to, needed to share that for someone, either here uh, on campus or watching online. Um, if, you are, if you are watching online, how's it going? Um, have another cup of coffee for me because I can't wait to have my second cup. <laughs> so um, <laughs> so yeah, let's just get going, okay? So you know what? It is hard um, to pick out a Christian in a crowd. Now, 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 listen, I know, understand, like, like um, you know, the Holy Spirit can definitely connect and say, you know, that's a believer there. And that's happened to me. I've seen the Holy Spirit has is, is shown me that, like, 
oh, did your, your brothers in Christ, you know, and he can do that. But, you know, for someone who doesn't know Jesus, doesn't have the Holy Spirit leading, guiding their life, it's hard to just, uh, you know, really pick out who a Christian is in a crowd. Like, we don't have uh, anything that, that stands out. Um, you know, we don't have a red dot on our forehead. So, oh, they're a Christian, right? We don't, we don't have a robe or coverings to distinguish ourselves as followers of Jesus. And again, if you're watching online and you're in a robe, maybe you do. So um, we don't have uh, bike helmets and ties and name tags to tell us that we're Christians. No, Jesus tells us how people will know that we're his followers here in First Peter. I believe that we're going to learn and look at this chapter of First Peter chapter 4 today. Um, that people will know you are a Christian by how you live and by how you love. By how you live and by how you love. See, Peter saw this. Peter knew this firsthand. Peter was with Jesus when he spoke these words in uh, Matthew chapter 7, verse 20. It says, yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. Peter heard Jesus say that. And here Peter is telling the early church the same thing, right? And then look again, look, in John chapter 13, verse 35, Peter heard Jesus say, you love, your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. People will know you as a Christian by how you live and how you love. See, Peter knew this. He heard this straight from Jesus' mouth. Wouldn't that be awesome? And as he pours out this letter to the early church, uh, we find in chapter 4 that this statement is really true. So let's, let's jump into it. So 1 Peter chapter 4, starting in verse 1, says, So then, since Christ suffered physical pain, <clears throat> you must arm yourselves with the same attitude, that word, attitude, he had, and be ready to suffer too. For if you have suffered physically for Christ, you have, you, are, you have finished with sin, and you won't spend the rest of your lives chasing your own desires. But you will be anxious to do the will of God. You have had enough of the past, of the evil things, and the godless that godless people enjoy, their immorality their, and lust, their feasting and drunkenness and wild parties, and their terrible worship of idols. Of course, verse 4, your former friends are surprised when you no longer plunge into the flood of wild and destructive things they do. So they slander you. What a super encouraging portion of scripture to jump into. Isn't this great? Hey, live for Jesus and people will slander you. Yeah, let's pray. Uh, church was really short and made me sad. So, um, <laughs> You know, this word it, it, that, that, Paul, that Peter uses, attitude, just really popped off the page at me. I don't, I don't know about you, but when I, when, when I, when I, when I speak with, with kids or with youth, um, I, I encourage them to get quiet in front of God's word. Um, and, you know, when, when I'm studying for like, like, like today, you know, I'm pouring in the Bible, I'm, I'm, I'm Googling what that word means, or, and then I'm following up and looking for this and reading all this stuff and listening to podcasts and going, that guy does it better than me, I can't do that. Um, 
you know, so I study and I study, but, but in my own time, my own quiet time, my own time with the Lord, um, I just simply ask the Holy Spirit as I'm reading, God, would you allow your word to speak to me? In the quiet. Guys, we need to fight for the quiet in our life. This world is so loud. I don't know how many text messages, notifications I got before I was even out of bed this morning. Because the world just wants to distract us. So, can I encourage you to just seek out the quiet? We have to fight for quiet in our life. So this morning, maybe, maybe that's a challenge for us to, to get back into the Word of God and just find quietness. Like for me, like I try to get up before the kids do and, 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 and have some time just to be able to, to before the insanity of my world, <laughs> um, I love my kids, they, before that jumps in and just like pulls us in six different directions, five different directions. Um, I do not have six kids. Amen. So um, I have five kids. So anyway, what am I saying? Attitude. This word attitude, it popped off of the page. As in my quiet time, as I was just asking the Holy Spirit to speak through his word to my heart for us this morning, that word attitude popped off the page. And I feel like the Lord wants to share something about that word with us this morning. That word, it just, just stops me when I read it. Like, like, don't we all have this battle for our attitude? Like maybe take this morning for an example. Uh, maybe it's a bad example. I don't know. But you maybe, did you wake up and your attitude was, oh, sweet, it's Sunday. I get to go to church. Oh, I got a yes. All right, good. All right. Uh, I did not get a yes first service, so that's good. No. <laughs> uh, like, oh, throw a chain on first service. No, they're, they're, they're awesome. Um, you know, but maybe, maybe it's like, oh, I got to wake up and go to church, right? I don't think that's really the case. You're all here. You're watching online. You're woohoo, you know? Um, but maybe, maybe, maybe it's different. Maybe you feel, maybe your attitudes. Maybe you feel betrayed by someone this morning. You've been legitimately hurt by other people. <clears throat> maybe you battle with your own self-worth. Your attitude. You know, I love how Paul uh, uh, thought about, about, about our attitude. And he, he actually shares it. This, these verses in Ephesians chapter 4, um, years ago, these verses, God gave these to me that honestly saved my calling. Through a very hard time where my attitude was just full of bitterness. So Paul says it like this. He says, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life which is corrupted by lust and deception. That sounds a lot like what Peter was saying just a second ago. I love how the Word of God kind of connects and confirms itself. Isn't that sweet? It's a good book. Anyway. It says, uh, throw off uh, your sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Check this out, verse 23. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes. Put on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. I don't know what this week has brought you, this year has brought you, last year has brought you, last year has brought you a lot. Um, 
Can I encourage you to let the Spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes this morning? And whatever, you fill in the blank. Renew my thoughts and my attitudes this morning, Jesus. Holy Spirit, by your power, let the Spirit of God renew, make them new again. Start over my thoughts and my attitudes. My, I tell the students the way I think and the way I feel. Renew that in me, Jesus, this morning. Paul said to throw off the old life, and so did Peter. Have a new nature. You know, it makes me wonder, uh, how many times do we have to throw off the old nature and the former way of our life before we just get sick of it? You know, maybe we haven't finished reading the last, the last part of this, of this verse here in 1 Peter. We need to, we need to suffer. I don't want to bury the lead here. Uh, Jesus suffered for us. Jesus came to earth perfect and holy, and he died. He suffered. God raised him back to life again for us. So, you know, I was having a conversation uh, this weekend with, with a younger, uh, you know, uh, gentleman who has a call on his life. And um, he's like, it's just hard. It's just hard, you know, and. And, and this, um, this, this happened, and this happened, and this happened, and, and I got to share my story with him. I'm like, this has happened in my life, and this has happened, and this has happened. And, and as we were sitting there, I was like, did you ever think, maybe, did you ever consider maybe that, that the suffering that you're going through in life is, is how Jesus is making you into his image? The hardship that you face today could be the thing that Jesus uses to make you look like him. To a world that needs him. You know? Suffering. We, we, we skip past it. And there's actually a whole part of this chapter we're not going to dive all the way into today that is just about suffering. Like, Pastor Donnie, you're the youth pastor. You're supposed to talk about fun stuff. What are you doing? <laughs> suffering is a part of the plan. We, we, if you're a believer, you're going to have it. If you're a believer and you don't have it, Time to step up. <laughs> All right. We're going to keep moving because we're going to be here forever, and I have kids and kids' church, and I need to hook up my leaders. So. All right. So uh, chapter, uh, verse 2, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 2, it says, it says, We won't spend the rest of our lives chasing your own desires, but you will be anxious to do the will of God. You know, we are living in anxious times. Uh, you know, and so were Peter and the early church. Death was always literally at their door because of their faith in Jesus. <clears throat> you know, spending our lives chasing our desires can leave us exhausted. Um, <laughs> chasing my three younger sons after I get home from work can leave me exhausted. Do you, do you parents in here, when you get home, the last thing you want to do is like, roll on the floor for two more hours and be chased by, like, like, I will get home and I'm like, you know what, the Blazers are on at like 6.30, like, that might be fun. Let's go see what Dame does in the fourth quarter. It'd be great. And it's like, Daddy! And I just like, poof! Tackled, right? And I'm like, 
I'm like, leave me alone. I want to watch basketball. No, that's not what, <laughs> what I want to do. But that's not, you're right. So, so, so I chase my kids around. And it is exhausting. It is exhausting. It is so exhausting when we spend our lives chasing our own desires. And when you live for God, you rest in his plan for your life. Chasing our own desires ends in exhaustion. Chasing after God, living for God, you can rest in his plan for your life. You can lay down the anxiety of this world with all of its pressures and expectations. And you can be anxious to do God's will. And I want to stop right here for just a second. I just want to really uh, point out that anxiety is a real thing. I'm not trying to make little of it. It is real. But maybe, maybe you could call it, I don't know, a healthy anxiety. I don't know if that's really a thing, but a healthy anxiety, anxiety for God's will. Um, you know, I'm not talking about fretting over every little thing. You ever heard that phrase, analysis by paralysis? Paralysis by analysis, that, yeah, flip that turn around, <laughs> Willy Wonka. Um, so, uh, you know, like, you, you, yeah, I don't want to do that because that may not be God's will. Oh, I don't want to do it, it, jump into this ministry, that may not be, be God's will. Ah, ah. We get so, fr- we fret over it, we get anxious over it. Maybe, maybe it's overdoing it, like, I don't, maybe, maybe it's not, like, stressing out that the whole world is going to burn if we don't knock on every single door. And I'm not saying that if God's calling you to do things like that, not to, but it's our a- attitude towards it. You know, that, that word um, that Peter uses here uh, for anxiety, you know, it has the negative connotation, the stress and the, uh, you know. Um, there's a positive side to this word, too. And it talks about using it for effectively distributing concern in a proper relation to the whole picture. We need to be concerned, effectively distributing concern for God's will in our life in a proper relation with the whole picture of what God is doing. I can get so focused on me and my needs and my worries and my anxieties and my day and my stress and my chasing after my desires that I can lose the whole picture. And Peter says, we have concern in the proper relation to the whole picture of God's will. You know, there's a couple spots in Scripture where we can kind of see this, like, like, like 1 Corinthians 12, 25, it says this, it says, this makes for harmony among the members <laughs> so that all the members care for each other. Peter's using this word, care for God's will. Be concerned about what God's will is for your life. Or Philippians 2.20, Paul's talking about Timothy. He says, I have no one else like Timothy who genu- genuinely cares or is anxious about your welfare. Not stressing God's will, but seeking it out every day and saying yes to the prompting of the Holy Spirit in your life. You know, in, in Firestarters, um, <laughs> we talked about reading the Word of God and, and letting it soak in. 
and then moving it into action. In James chapter 1, verse 21 through uh, 22, it says this. It says, so get rid of all the filth and the evil in your lives and humbly accept the word of God as planted in your hearts, for it is the power to save your souls. I love that. There it is. Get rid of the filth and the evil, right? That P- Peter was talking about that. Don't, you used to be this way, but you've changed, right? Paul talked about that. Says, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. James reminds us that we are only fooling ourselves. Peter reminds us to stop spending, or Paul, uh, Peter stops, reminds us to stop spending our lives chasing our own desires. So, I'm prompted in this moment to just simply ask you this. What is the Holy Spirit calling you to today? Right now. In faith. Before the pressures of this life and and all it comes with snatches it away, what is he telling you to do? Maybe forgive someone? Maybe ask someone to forgive you. That will definitely take the Holy Spirit's help. Step across the street and invite your neighbor to church, or, or maybe, maybe it's just to come back to church. You know, I, I heard, uh, I was watching an online, uh, online service somewhere. I don't remember where it was or who it was that said this, but it stuck out to me. It said, um, as he implored their congregation to start coming back. It's like, you know, online service, by the way, Kind of say that streaming online is such an amazing tool we're using for God's glory that we are reaching people around the world with the gospel through this, and it's incredible, and it's not going anywhere. It's going to only grow and get stronger within our church. Um, but uh, he, said, he said something that really hit me. He said, you know, watching service, experiencing service online, um, it's, like, it's like staying outside um, on a cold night. A lot of us can understand that in this country right now. Um, on a cold night and seeing a fire in a hearth. You can see the fire, but you can't feel the warmth. I want to invite you to come back in and feel God's presence, feel the warmth of his presence again. And for those of you that can't, like Pastor Mike, I just simply can't, just know that we are praying for you and we love you and we can't wait until the day that you can come back. <clears throat> you know, so maybe it's those things. It's forgiving God. It's, it's, it's uh, asking for forgiveness from other people. Maybe it's inviting someone to church, um, to just, you know, whatever it is that God is calling you today. But, but maybe, maybe it's something even more terrifying. Um, like, like maybe saying yes to the calling God has on your life. And moving towards ministry and completely changing the direction of your life. Oh, Pastor Johnny, that's a really good message for the youth. Yes, they need to go into ministry and give everything. that I am talking to us right here. I believe in the sound of my voice in the, on this campus and online right now, God is calling you to more. Why can't he call you in an older age as an adult into a full-time ministry position in some form or fashion? Why can't he say, you know what? I put in your heart to be a missionary. Go for it. What is the Holy Spirit 
calling you to today. God is calling you to more. He's calling us to more. And whatever that looks like for you this morning, whatever you do with that, I want to encourage you to stop chasing your own desires in it. Like Jesus said, seek out the kingdom of God first. Like, well, Pastor Donnie, listen, I'm not like diving in like the beginning of this first chapter with all the horrible stuff that it listed off. Like Peter's talking to the first church and, and you know, and, and, and like, I don't dive into all that horrible stuff. I'm not pursuing those kind of desires. That's, that's awesome. And I would, I would probably assume you would, none in here would be doing that. Um, if you are, hang on till the end. We're good. <laughs> um, we're going to get there. But maybe your good desires, your good things are stopping what God is calling you to do with your life. Stop pursuing, chasing your own desires. Put Jesus first. Okay? But why? What, why is Peter telling us to do this? Remember, people will know that we are Christians by the way we live, by not going into the way we used to be, the things we used to do, and seeing a difference in us, but also in the way we love. See, verse 7, Peter says this. He goes, the end of the world is coming. Probably didn't say it like that. But <laughs> said, the end of the world is coming soon. And therefore, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. Most important, most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other. For love covers a multitude of sins. You know, it's kind of like, hey, this is good news. Like, Peter's like, don't worry, folks. The end is near. It's all going to be done. Whew. I don't think he was like talking about Armageddon, like, oh, it's all over. Don't, the end is near. We're going to barely make it. That's not the attitude Paul is, or Peter is, is, is talking to the, the church here. Peter's actually kind of saying it like this. Like, he points, his point was this. It was, it was that things, things are hard. And you long for it to end. You long for it to end. And Jesus is coming. I think that's what his heart was behind that. But what does he say after that? Let's be earnest, disciplined in your prayers. I love those words, earnest and disciplined. It means, <laughs> earnest means to have an intense conviction. And discipline means to show a controlled form of behavior. So in other words, have, have an intense conviction to show controlled behavior in your prayer life. Life. Prayer life. Life, life, life is breathing. Life is moving. Life is, is, is fresh and it's vibrant. This morning, does your prayer life need CPR? You know, I kind of wanted to show a clip of Dwight doing CPR on the office, but I decided not to. Um, If the answer to that question is yes, my, my prayer life is really kind of like, beep, 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 slowly, slowly fading. I say good. <laughs> because the Holy Spirit wants to infuse power in you today, power in your prayer life today, uh, to seek after God earnestly and, and just, just with discipline. Like, to get after it. 
Let's get after prayer again in our lives. He will prepare you for his coming and he will use you like never before, before he comes back. If we become earnest and disciplined in our prayer, in our prayer life. You know, because Peter wasn't lying to the believers, you know, uh, when he said this, like, you know, 2,000 some odd years ago, that Jesus is coming, the end is near. He wasn't lying. He knew it to be true. And it's just true to us reading it today as it was when Peter spoke it. See, we're living in the end times. See, God, God in his plan through Abraham to, to, to Israel, through Jesus' birth, his death, and his resurrection, <laughs> puts us at his soon return. So it's true. The end is near. You know, Peter, <laughs> Peter could have... Peter could have uh, put a nice period right after verse 7, right? He could have been like, hey, live for Jesus. Stop messing up. Stop messing around because he's coming back. Bye. Period. Send that out. But he didn't. He, he kept going. Much like I do on Tuesday nights. You're like, oh, man. No. Um, he goes on to say, but the most important thing is this. Continue to show deep love for each other. You know, the word in the Greek, for this de- the word deep, you can find it in other places too, it means like fervent. <laughs> it means to love, uh, it means that the love we show each other should, should, should stretch us. The word in the Greek, I'm going to try it. I'm very excited to knock this Greek word out of the park. Ectenes. I think I did it. You'll never know. Just Google it. Um, Ectenes. It means to stretch. So in other words, we must love each other farther than we have. We We must be those kind of people that stretch out for each other. Reach out to, to, to each other, even when it's inconvenient. We must be, show deep love for each other because when we sin, when we, when we hurt each other, when we disappoint each other, when we let each other down, we will see God's grace at work in our lives. And not only us, but those around us will see that. Because again, Jesus said in John 13, 35, your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. People will know that you are a Christian by how you live and by how you love. Okay, I got it. We need to live like Jesus and love like Jesus. But how? How do, how do we, like, in a practical way, love one another deeply? Like their Instagram post? That's, that's deep love right there. Well, maybe if you're, like, a high school. Um, <clears throat> Peter shows us in the following verses. Verse 9 says, Cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. And it goes on, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do not have 
Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of, of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Real quick, as I was reading this, I felt prompted. It says, do you speak in verse 11? Then speak with those, as though you speak the very words of God. Someone, maybe online or in here, was feeling like, well, you're a pastor. That's what you're supposed to do. I want to encourage you that, that just because I'm on this stage doesn't mean you cannot speak with authority. God has put you in people's lives to be his voice. So when God gives you the opportunity to say whatever the Holy Spirit is leading you to say in that moment, do not shrink back, but instead speak as though you are speaking the very words of God because that's exactly what you're doing in that moment for that person. They need you to, in faith, through the power of the Holy Spirit, step into that moment, stretch, show them love. So, did you see that there in those verses? Because we are to love, uh, we, 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 we love each other with hospitality and with service. That sounds super boring to me. Be, hospita be hospitable and serve each other. Well, I was like, can we like be awesome and go on mission trips and do things like that? That's how we, like, let's do that instead. Like, well, we can do that, but... Um, you know, the Greek word for, for hospitality uh, is, is, a, is a compound word um, that combines the terms love and strange into one. It literally means to love strangers. See, there is nothing wrong with being hospitable to those that, that we all know. That's super easy. Like, my friends come over, like, hey, what's up? We sit down like they've been there a hundred times, you know, and, and we pick up right where we left off. But, 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 but God is saying biblical hospitality extends beyond those that are a part of our group. Regardless of their faith or their lack of faith. See, again, in my quiet time as I was praying over this and reading through this, those words pop off the page and... <laughs> I tell students this all the time. When you read God's word, slow down, be quiet, and ask the Holy Spirit to let it become alive to you. And when he does, you'll see words just like pop off the page. I can't explain it. It's the Holy Spirit. Just, it, just trust it. Trust it. As I was reading this, those words, use them well, kind of pop off the page. And I feel like this morning God is saying, encouraging us to use your gifts well for him. You know that the last 12 months uh, has left, like, felt like, like everything in our everyday life has, has had the pause button pu pushed on it. Anybody else? <laughs> you know, and you were looking for the remote um, to push play, but a, but a, but a well-meaning toddler has ran off with that controller, and now you can't find it, and you're sitting there, and you're tearing apart the couch cushions, looking for it just to turn on the blazer, and, and you realize you completely destroyed your living room. Sorry, that was that was a personal rant. I, I'm okay. All right. um, our lives have been put on pause. And I feel like God is saying in this time to push, it's okay to push play again. 
Start looking for ways to use your gifts. Start looking to love strangers, to love others deeply, to stretch out and use the gifts that God has given you. Pastor Donnie, if I push play again on my life, it's going to spiral out of control. I'm barely hanging on as it is. Then, then stop doing life in your own strength. And do it like Peter says, with all the strength and energy that God supplies. God has given each of us gifts, and your gifts to the use your gifts to the utmost ability that I have given you. Use your gifts like this was the very last time you were ever going to be given the opportunity to use them. Because remember, the time is coming soon when Jesus is coming back. Use them to serve one another. Because the world is watching us probably more closely than we've ever imagined in our life. And this is how they know who he is. By the way we love, it's time to pour our lives out again for the glory of God. So how do we leave here? Can I encourage you to leave your change this morning? tell students, don't let this just be, don't let tomorrow be just another, well, for you, for Wednesday night, Wednesday. Let God change you tonight. Don't wake up and let tomorrow be just another Monday. Leave your change. Choose Jesus this morning. So maybe you're here and you don't have this relationship with Jesus or you're watching online somewhere and you just long for something real in your life. <clears throat> well, well, then I want to pray right now with you, either online or here in this room, and you're like, I need this relationship with Jesus. I need to have this kind of love that, that lets me leave the life I had and pursue one of deep love with others. If that's you today, I just want you to repeat this prayer. And, and like I tell students all the time, you can use the words I use, or you can use your own words. Just mean it from your heart. And just right now, in this room and online, just if you need a relationship with Jesus, you need Jesus to be the Lord of your life, just say something like this. Just say, Jesus, I believe that you're God's son, that you died for me on the cross, and that God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, you, you were raised back to life. Come be the Lord of my life. I love you. Amen. Maybe, maybe you're here and you have pushed pause on your life. And you just need God to push play again. Maybe you're here and you're, and you're feeling like, man, I, I, I have these gifts, I haven't been using them, and, and it's, it's about time to start doing something again. And you, you just need to say yes to what God is putting on your heart. Remember, earlier I asked you the question, what is the Holy Spirit asking you to do? Maybe you need to respond to that. So this morning, 
here on campus and, and online, you can raise your hand. It's cool because it's really between you and God anyway. I can't see you. But if you're here and you're like, you know what, Pastor Johnny, I, I need to just recommit my life to Jesus. I need to push play again. I need to start using my gifts for his clean kingdom. I just need to give my life back to him. If that's you, would you just raise your hand? I'm going to pray for you. Yeah. Jesus, you see these hands? God, I just pray right now, Lord, that through the power of your spirit, you would renew them, you would restore them, God. God, you would encourage them and bring them back into a right relationship with you today, Jesus. And that from this moment forward, God, they would go forward not chasing their own desires any longer, but pursuing you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing. Lord, we love you. We love you. Jesus. Okay. One last thing I would love to do just as we close. Would you guys all stand up? You've been sitting down listening to me for quite a while, so let's stand up. No, um, I want to send you out with a blessing. So if you could, uh, just put your hand, your right hand out, like you're, you know, and, and everybody's eyes open in this place and just kind of receive that blessing. God, you see your people. God, you see your people online who are also uh, have their hands out. And they've received this message today. God, I pray that as they leave here, they would know how loved they are, God. That what you, Holy Spirit, have spoken into their heart would be cemented into their lives. And that this week, they would leave this building and start doing what you have put on their heart to do. And that, God, people all around us would know them, would know you because of who they are in you. Jesus, you would send us out as your representation. God bless everyone in this room and everyone watching online this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Be blessed. We love you guys. Have a great week.